Why in the world would he call me out to the dock? Is that... Are those seagulls? Seagulls? At the St. Louis dock? We're easily a thousand miles away from the ocean. What the... I didn't even know St. Louis had docks. It makes sense it's on the east side, but you know... Wait, why? Tim, where are you? Where in the world did you go? Is that... Oh my gosh. Behold! My genius! That's right, I have bought this boat. It's because, Luke, you left for a week, and you left me near the checkbook. And yes, this is the Motorsport Marauder. Luke, we are Pirate Radio! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit here. No. <clears throat> um, let's fast forward, let's keep going. How did the company agree to buy a boat? A agree? What do you mean agree? They just gave us the checkbook. I bought a boat. Oh my gosh, this is coming out of the expense report. Oh my gosh. Cue the tunes! This is the Formation Lab. Welcome one, welcome all to the Formation Lab, broadcasting live to you from the middle of the Atlantic Ocean this time. I'm joined by my partner who thinks that Peach got way too hot in the most recent Mario games. That's Tim. I'm Luke. How are you doing, everybody? Everybody, I hope you're doing well. I have no idea who Peach is, so cool. No, Princess Peach. Oh, yeah, she did. You're right. Little, little cutie. You think all these all these intros are lies, but we actually <laughs> tell you 100% Some, true. Sometimes they can be true. You thought uh, I was lying when I said this, this is, is the most Fergalicious podcast of a while <laughs> back. <laughs> Well, as long as as long as we're not singing the national anthem, um, <laughs> but yes, no. Welcome to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, where that's right, everybody. Da 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 da. Something about rum. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We're pirate radio. Tim, um, pirate first, radio. First, first off, I wanted to I wanted to talk about um, your purchase of a ship that we are now on. Yes. First off, um, I, I understand you want to get you know from race to race so we can be at the place. Um, Come yeah. on, it's ge that's genius. Did, did you we will be we will be broadcasting on our pirate radio bands from the deck of our own boat. Now this this boat, um, yes, the Motorsport Marauder, as you've christened it. Did that's you, correct. Wait, did you christen this? Sure. Tim, I don't believe you. I'm, uh, I'm looking well, at the I side of the boat right now. Uh, okay, so. I, I may have skipped a step. The champagne was a little, I felt it like it was a little pricey after I bought, you know, a boat. So, With not your money. Well, you know, I figured I'd, I'd try to make it up to corporate by saying, look, I, I got, you say, you I went money. budget. Yes, and I got Budweiser to smash on the hull. So it and, was a proper St. Louis greeting. And if I'm looking at the side of the boat right now, I'm like, yes. I'm, I'm bent over the side of the boat. And I'm looking at this and, um. You seem to have hastily painted over the previous name. Yes, um, the it, C word. Tim, we can't say the C word on air. No, 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 no. S-E-A-W-A-R-D, the C word. We cannot say the C word on air. I'm hearing what you're saying. Okay. Uh, sounds good. We can't but say But I painted over it because the Motorsport Marauder sounds a lot more fun. Are we having fun here, or are we drifting in I'm the middle having... of the Atlantic Ocean with no place to go? Okay, okay, drifting is a bit. Yes, the the diesel kicked out. Let's not get too bent out of shape. It'll be okay. I got it. I'll get it back up and running. I did mechanical stuff back in the day. I'll just hit it with a hammer. It'll be great. So, do we have a place we're going? I assume Silverstone. But Tim, are there any rivers near Silver Silverstone? 
sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. Google, 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 Google. Yes, the river, the river Tone. Tone? Sure. Are you making that up right now? No. That, that, is, that is the word. Tone. How, how close does it take us to Silverstone, Tim? Like 10K away-ish. Now, it occurs to up me. the A35. It occurs to me that you did not tell me to bring my my car onto this ship. Luke, we'll be walking. It'll be great. We'll be walking 10 kilometers to a closed Silverstone circuit w- w- using a ship as our base. Yes. And you call this pirate radio? Yes. We're pirate. We are literally pirating. We are stealing the views from the show, and we aren't going to have to pay ticket prices. It's going to be great. The only, the okay, slight hiccup in my plan. It's, it's, it's not as much a river as it is a c- canal, and we're a bit big. So we might be uh, a little bit in trouble with uh, knocking some canal boats out the water. Because we're it's Tim, it's more like an oil tanker where it's big. It's now, an old fishing boat. It's big. Now, Tim, um, I assume you have the passports in line? Passports. No, we're pirate radio. Tim, I want to hit on this before we get on before we get going here. We, um pirates needing needing passports. I just wanna <laughs> I just wanna point out that um one, we're not radio. Uh it's perfectly legal uh to record a podcast and distribute it however you feel. Um, and two, uh, and I know this is gonna it's gonna hurt you a little bit. Um, were you used a corporation's money to do this? Um, I believe that would make us a privateer podcast, which again is entirely legal. Uh, so we're not pirate radio. No, and in fact, I don't think corporate who owns legal radio, terrestrial radio, who has to deal with the FCC, would really be all that happy with you. Insinuating that we're pirate radio in some way. Does that mean I have to take the 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 parrot back? Tim, why would you have a parrot? Do you have any idea how I'm long they pi- live? I'm a pirate. I need a parrot. And what do you think when you die? Where is that parrot going to go? Huh? Did you even think about the will? Well, I got to get a kid first, but I mean, I will get a kid to pass my bird on to. That's how I prioritize things in my life. Okay. <laughs> My parrot needs something, so I'm going to have a kid right. to do it. Okay, fine. I guess we can keep a parrot, all right? Okay. But we're going to have to figure out a name. Um, Tim, Amos. I asked you. His name's Amos. Thank you. Oh, I thought you said something entirely different. I was going <laughs> to add that to the. I was going to add that to the c-word list of things we can't say. Um, so, Tim, um, I, I asked you to print out a potential list of destinations, and you did none of this. None of the sort. No. Um, the diesel needed work, man. I couldn't print off the thing and get us moving. Do you want to die in the middle of the Atlantic? Because well, that's a, the next step. I think that's what we're going to do anyway, but you seem to have printed off just motorsports news, and um, Tim, it really hurts my feelings because I know we talked about this not being a motorsport podcast in the past, but... Well, I kind of figured I would throw that out the window when we're on board the motorsport marauder. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Tim, are we going to have to talk about motorsports this podcast? Heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Amos, you agree? Now, Tim, it occurs to me that Amos, despite being a parrot, didn't say anything right there. Okay, here's the thing. He might be a mute. I bought him from, from a pet store, and they, did, they, they said he was discounted. 
but he looked he looked cute, and he reminded me of uh, one of my favorite characters in a book, Amos Burton from the Expanse series on Sci-Fi. Just just trust me, okay? He'll be fine. You, he looks intimidating. He looks awesome. You bought a mute parrot. Yes. Now we just have a rainbow bird pooping all over in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean but with no supplies and no passport. All right, you know what? Let's talk about motorsports because I don't want to talk about anything else right now because, Tim, you might have just killed us. Hey, speaking of being killed, let's talk about Ferrari, huh? <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> the, the dumpster fire. That is Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. Do you want to start with the... Let's start with the negative Ferrari news first. Um, I'm sorry. Is there any positive? There is positive news. We'll get to that Excellent. later. But uh, Gunter Steiner, who, of course, is team principal for Haas F1, has said that he expects, quote, no joy uh, at Silverstone because, as we all know, Silverstone is a very fast circuit, very power-dependent, and um, Tim Ferrari might not be too well-built for Silverstone. No. Uh, and here's here's something that I've been thinking about for a while. It doesn't look good for Ferrari for the long term. No. Mattia Bonato recently also did a restructuring in the technical department, which I think is just his way of trying to run. He's running down a hallway in a horror movie, and the monster chasing him are the Scuderia and the, the Tifosi, and they want him fired. And what do you do when you're running down a hallway? You throw a trash can in the way, hoping to slow them down a little bit. That's all he's done. And he's trying to set up a a, a McLaren-like system Mm -hmm. where it's, you know, more of a dictatorship, not a, not like a Martin Wish, Martin Wish, Martin Whitmarsh. I think that was his name. Who cares? He's out. Um, But a Whitmarsh type of management style where you have a, uh, a lateral kind of move for mm. everything, and no one really is to blame, but you need a hierarchical structure. And you need something like Total Wolf is built where you kind of have everything you need to do your job well and everybody reports to the guy above them. Mm. And so they're trying to restructure and they're trying to pursue something more like what McLaren has, but it's just a stay of execution. So Ferrari is in deep trouble. And one of the things I found interesting, because I was doing some reading up on this as well, and Tim, you're actually a little more in tune this with uh, with this kind of side of things than I am, but uh, Ferrari does not have a technical director in the general sense, right? Like you, Mercedes, you have Toto Wolf, but you also have you know James Allison, who's you know chief of engineering, and he engineers the cars, right? Um, from my understanding, every department. Um, controls just their department in their engineering sector. So the engines control the engines and blah, blah, blah. And they don't work without a single overhead. And Mattia Bonato, I do believe in his technical, like technically is not over the technical department, right? So there's like five departments that just kind of work independently of another of one another. And he just shuffled the card deck and was like, there you go. Boom, done. Yeah, it's literally throwing a trash can out so the Defosi can't keep calling for his head. Yeah. But it's... As anybody who's ever watched a horror movie can attest to, it's a temporary stay of execution. You're gonna you're going away. So, but the thing is, is that it's far more deep seated than that. They brought back, and I, I'd have to look up his name, but they brought back an old consultant on full time that was among the last of the engineers that designed the cars that Michael Schumacher drove to the championships. And I guess they're trying to bring something back. They're throwing hail marys all over the place because. At its core, they built a car that 
was supposed to be dependent on a, an illegal engine. It was, you know, throwing more fuel through the system than was allowed. And, you know, that, I, of course, the documents are sealed, and I'm not supposed to say that, but that's totally what happened. The directive came out, and the very next race, they were markedly slower, and they are all about a second off of their times from last year. The The writing is on the wall. That's exactly what happened. So uh, I don't see a good future for Ferrari. I really don't think anything good is going to happen, which is just so criminal when you have the talent level of not only Carlos Sainz, but Charles Leclerc. Well, you have that. You have the resources available. You have the racing history available. You have the fan support available to the point where you're, you're Ferrari. You're never under threat of going under anymore, right? Like, you're not scraping for pennies like a, you know, Force India point racing Martin Aston, right? It, it is criminal to waste, the wasted potential there. And I think they are their scrambling is also heated by a, the fact that they're looking into the future and they know the future isn't anything to look forward to. Because remember, they're locked into next year's car as well. This year will be their next year's car. They introduced it with, you know, a symphony and this is going to be the greatest car we've ever built. Remember, again, they had an orchestra <laughs> introduce this car. Yeah. And they're locked in for it for next year. So they know next year is probably a throwaway. They have basically three changes they can do um, between now and then yeah. with a complicated, convoluted F1-style system. But you're, you're, they're done for this year. They're done for next year, basically. And this whole time, um, they could have been, you know, researching and using this car to kind of formulate a good budget cap car. But instead, they're realizing that under the budget cap, their problem is going to be worse because they have no clear directive. When we say Ferrari act like they're, you know, a bunch of chickens with their head cut off running around panicking all the time, what do you think five departments who work independently of another one another with no clear guy at the helm, you know, of the technical department? That's exactly what that is. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's no leadership, there's no clear vision for for the future. And the thing that concerns me is that Yes, this car is pretty well done. The next two years are going to be abysmal for Ferrari. And you can you should probably just pack it in and focus on your engine development and look for the 2022 regulations to to come through and have a completely different philosophy. And maybe you can reset this thing and move forward, but I doubt it because it seems far deeper in their system to have had this many years of just abysmal failure 13 years 2007 was their last hurrah with Kimi Raikkonen and they almost had something two years ago in 2018 but they threw it away and yep. in typical Ferrari fashion they threw it away um it, here's something too is there could be long-lasting effects in this in the fact that how many teams now want to buy their engines right yeah the engines that they're manufacturing that they're distributing um to host you know to Alfa Romeo um, they're not doing well. No, and and how many customers are you going to have? Yes, you, you know, maybe have, yeah. you know, uh, a few customers, but they're going to be going elsewhere. Yeah, if I'm Haas right now and I'm still looking in, or especially Alpha, let's take Alpha. If I'm Alpha right now, I know I'm basically the Ferrari B team, but, uh, dude, why would I use a, if I'm 
thinking independently about my own competitiveness, I am not going to use a Ferrari engine. And that brings us back to what we said at the beginning, where Gunter Steiner said, you know, hey, Silverstone's very power sensitive. There will be no joy. That's about as, as a deep cut, not deep cut, that's about as straightforward as an F1 guy's going to, I don't even need the translator, right? Gunter Steiner literally just said, our Ferrari power engines are crap, yeah. and they're going to be crap at Silverstone. Haas, if Haas survives, why in the world would they go buy another, you know, Ferrari unit when this is when their contract's up? It, yeah. Ferrari are kind of they're they're the little snowball at the top of the mountain and And it's and they're take picking on gravity right now. Yeah. And it's about to get really bad. And there's something I wanted to actually talk with you about. Um, Renault hasn't been half bad with their power. No. They've actually shown some pretty good improvement. Despite over last despite year. they've had some issues with cooling it, um, yeah. Which, I mean, that is a thing. I think just Daniel Ricciardo leads the destructors championship right now <laughs> with like one point two million dollars of damage done or something like that. Yeah. Um. But well, there was that one big off he had. Yeah, but if you can figure out a way to more effectively cool that down, which they know what it is, they're you know addressing it right now. Is everything I hear. Um. Yeah, they're pretty quick. If it, they can figure out that chassis, they might be all right. Yeah, well, they're I, because, I and the w- thing that really shows me that they've got the power is, isn't them in their car with their uh, constructor team uh, or their factory team. It's McLaren mm-hmm. with the you know hit <laughs> hit number seven. Just go. Yeah, overtake, overtake, scenario overtake, seven. Scenario yeah. seven, yeah. Hit scenario seven. Overtake, overtake, overtake. Oh, and just to let you know. No, the diesel engine does not have a scenario seven. I don't even think it has a scenario one. We're at like scenario point five. I think we might have gotten a little screwed. How much did you pay for this boat? I'd rather not tell you. You look a little angry. Your vein in your head is popping. Do you have any idea how many races we could have we could have just traveled to? Do you have any idea how many races we're wise? going to travel to? Airplane hey, wise? We're gonna pitch up to Monaco in this thing next year. Come on, buddy. <sighs> yeah, because I want to roll up in the C word. Right up next to, you know, Lawrence Stroll and freaking, you know, I don't know, supermodels, right? Yeah. It'll be great. Go over there, see Justin Verlander and Kate Upton right next to me, all right? And I want to be in the C word. Eh, he's been he's been shelved for the year. Who cares? It'll be great. We're going to have fun. Kate Upton hasn't been shelved for the year. I'm, I'm more worried about her than I am Justin Verlander. Well, those are your own insecurities. Okay, it's fine. So it's, it's fine. gonna be it's gonna be great. We're gonna have fun. But I can't believe you bought a boat. So, right, so so let's talk to the driving boat that is Ferrari because it's about as quick as that. Um, we I, are faster right now. I think. Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> I don't even know if we're moving, but I'm pretty sure Ferrari isn't right now. But uh, <laughs> let's get let's get back to Ferrari because we do have good news yes. about them. Um, IndyCar president Jay Fry uh, remains confident that there will be a third engine manufacturer. He won't name names, but you know who IndyCar's been talking to this entire time. And who they've been very public about talking to. And who the company has been very public about talking to IndyCar. Yeah, and they've been wanting to spread out their investment because they can't put it where they normally do anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to say the name on three? Sure. One. Two, three, Mini Cooper. <laughs> I was just gonna let you go and do it. Yeah, any car. The feeling is uh, is that Ferrari is going to be a third engine manufacturer for Mini, IndyCar. Mini Cooper. 
<laughs> could it have could it have been any worse than the Honda twenty sixteen engine or twenty seventeen engines? Probably not. Anyway. I don't know, you could be Lotus. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I, look, I love. Uh, all right, all right. All right or I'm sorry. Or the 2019 Williams. Let's let's go. Let's let let's let's. Okay, let, there's a light news week, so let's talk a little bit. Because I. Oh boy. The the Lotus F1 team, not a fan, but the Lotus Elise. Mm, some of their production cars are some of my most like. They I are, want that car ever. They are exquisite, but here's the thing: they're a little like Alpha, where they go bang, and they don't work. And they break if you look at them funny. Yeah, but how much of that was just Yarno truly creating trains and Romain Grosjean blowing things up? Yeah, ro- well, Romain Grosjean, I think, broke Monaco that weekend <laughs> where he crashed, what, like five times? He cost them something like <laughs> five million euros in crash damage. That's spectacular. How does that man that still is, have a seat? That is greatness. Is what I really watching. hope. I Here's what I hope. I hope he's out at Haas. I hope Sergio Perez is in, and I hope they get more money to spend on something like, oh, I don't know, a Renault power unit. Because I think if Gene Haas flipped over to a Renault power unit, that would be a genius move right now. They'll sell them at a discount just to get something coming in the door. They want to stay in F1. They made that commitment, and they're moving forward. And then they can actually do pretty well. I'm... I hear you. I hear so, you. That'd yeah. be fantastic. So I think that'd be great. But I don't. I don't. I don't know why I got on that tangent. But. I'm not sure how we got on that tangent either. But uh, it's it's been weird. We're getting our yeah. sea legs behind below us right here. That's so. right. We're rocking back and forth a little bit. Yep. Uh, so anyway, back to IndyCar. Is if, that uh, is that a whale? Luke, it's a whale. No, that's just your mom. Oh, heyo, zing, got him, LMAO, bam. Boom, I'm on a roll. IndyCar, Ferrari, they're also on a roll. All right, so uh, Jay Fry. <laughs> yes, Ferrari's on a roll. <laughs> Jay Fry. Back in like 2000 when your joke was last good. Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's, I, I gotta get to this quote, man. Okay, go for it, go for it. <laughs> quote, quote. Jay Fry, quote, as you know, there have been conversations going on with various manufacturers for the for a few years, but now with Roger being here, that adds another new very positive element for us. I hate saying anything because people will say, you've been saying this for three years. But the truth is, is there, there will always be some, there are always other factors that come into it that you can't control. But at some point, it's going to happen, period. I think it happens next year. I think it does, too. Uh, yeah. I think that might actually be part of the reason why Ferrari is in a general state of disarray right now. I don't. I think that's just their natural. I think it thing. is too, but I'm willing to give like maybe up to five percent of their disarray to the fact that they're like, oh, you're gonna go to IndyCar. Nah. 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 No. Nah. They're just naturally incompetent. They are militantly mediocre. <laughs> militantly mediocre. Thank you, George Will. Hey, speaking of which, uh, quick baseball aside here. Look, all right, guys. Here, I'm, What's I'm, left I'm, of I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you in here. Um, we have three more stories, and, and that's th- it. This and is- then. He's going to whine at me about the Motorsport Marauder, the excellent motorsport boat. This is the chum bucket of boats. Okay, you need a bit of a tetanus shot to look at it, but I'm working on it, all right? I'm going to put a new layer of paint on it. She's going to look all pretty. Tim, outside of the Motorsport Marauder, when's the last time you touched an engine? Uh, 2012? Yep. So, almost a decade. And then you you come in, you see a large boat engine, you think I can fix it, and it's you do diesel. get it running, but you think you're you're 
you have the Dunning-Kruger effect going on into your mind to the point where you think, this fix is definitely a positive in the long it's term. It's an ancient diesel. They haven't changed the design on these in years. It'll be fine, Luke. Stop sweating. I'm sweating because there's no air conditioning. Well, go outside. There's a breeze, I think. But I'm agoraphobic. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I'm making stuff up. All right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I was just saying, and agoraphobic, you're not flying, you're sailing. I don't. What is agoraphobia? That's fear of dying in something that flies. No, yeah. that's that's aerophobic. No, that's agoraphobia. No, agoraphobic is fear of the sunlight. I learned that because at Benchwarmers, someone's going to tweet at us. It's probably going to be the outlap taking the piss out of us for this. <laughs> You guys are morons. They don't. Yeah, they probably. don't have a boat. Okay. Yeah, I was just say, hey, outlap, whatever, man. You don't have a boat. Yeah, we're on a boat. We're going fast. We got nautical theme, Pashmina Afghans. Fast, ish. We're <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of drifting a bit while I fix the engine. Look, we're on a boat like Leo. All right. If you're still on the shore, they sure ain't Mio. Oh my god. <laughs> so I, all right, little peek behind the scenes. Again, we have three. Stories left. Um, this has been, Tim, I dare say the quietest week of motorsports since we started the podcast. I'll take it. I was going to say, we need a little bit of a break because we're going to have a double Silverstone, which du- is going to be crazy. Yeah, double Silverstone. Um, I'm F- excited about the second weekend because I think they're gonna, it's going to go bonkers. Because yeah. MLB is about to shut down. A bunch of world sports are going to shut down. And everybody's going to think, I I don't have that long yeah. to get these things in. And... I don't like the track very much, but and that I'm going to get so much hate for we that. We talk with Todd about this, and Todd from the from the Park for May is on our side. Yeah. Silverstone is just kind of a, an eh track. It is. It got neutered back in the day. It used to be a lot of fun. Now it's just kind of meh. And uh, now I, I'm i not that thrilled with it, but they it is ingrained in the soul mm-hmm. of Formula One because it is, at its heart, a British sport. So they're going to be going completely balls out yeah to get to get it done the second weekend so i'm very excited about this double header i am too uh tim we're gonna get we're gonna like have to appreciate our break um because we have silverstone then silverstone um between there there's two races at mid ohio at mid ohio for indycar right um which i know we haven't hit on indycar much but formula one triple header and then indycar being on the exact same week weekend it's it's really hard to get both those in um, but after that is our Indy 500 special, right? And then right after that, uh, we have Gateway, our Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway News to break. That's so, right. Do you want to break the news now? Let's. All right. So I got this. I, I was kind of clued in uh, by my good friend who shall not be named at Worldwide Technology Raceway who works there. His name is me. Uh, that IndyCar was in discussions and they've come through with those discussions. Now remember, due to scheduling conflicts, Gateway or Worldwide Technology Raceway, the Bomberito 500 is the race after the Indy 500. And Worldwide Technology Raceway will be hosting back-to-back races on two days. That's so, going to be so awesome. So qualifying will be Saturday morning, all right? Then we will have a IndyCar race sometime in the afternoon at on Saturday at uh, 200 laps. Then on Sunday, the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series will be running at 11 a.m. local time and then straight into IndyCar, who they hope gets on by like 2.30 p.m., but you don't really know. Um, 
Now, Tim— Depends on how much is left on track by the <laughs> yeah. truck, guys, because yeah. that could go bad. Yeah. Uh, so there's—I mean, there's a lot of racing that's going to happen that weekend. And- I was going to say, I, and that's why I'm cool with a quiet week, to launch the Marauder. This is great. It's the perfect opportunity, Luke. Do you have any idea how much the soundproofing costs? Because let me tell you, when you open that door over there, it's not a quiet week because that I, diesel engine is obnoxious. I know. Here, open the door, Luke. See? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> did, you, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I'm the one that installed the soundproofing. It was a pain in the ass. I'm sure it was. And you know what would have been better? What? So we just flew there and then just sat in like a, an Airbnb and recorded. COVID, baby. We got to go in style. You were planning this before COVID. Don't you lie. You're absolutely right. I was. So, <laughs> so uh, back to back to Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, two 200-lap races at Worldwide Technology Raceway, Saturday, Sunday. That'll be August 29th and 30th. That's the latest kind of change to the IndyCar schedule. And this is actually really interesting because... I will ran a two hundred lap, two two hundred lap races, but I was really short, right? So you, that's a pretty neutered race in terms of race distance for Iowa. Right. Worldwide Technology Raceway normal race distance for the Bomberito Five Hundred, which is in kilometers, is uh, two hundred and forty eight laps. So they're running the equivalent of like one and two thirds races or something like that. I'd have to do the math, but. Yeah, they're running. No, they're running uh, one hundred and eighty percent of race dis- of the race distance of two races. So they're not neutering that track very much in terms of distance. Yeah, that's five hundred miles. A, that's a lot of miles. That's five hundred miles. Gonna be a lot of fun. Um. So, uh, NASCAR. Like I said, NASCAR is still there. Uh, the Wallace grandstands, which are the grandstands to the south, yep. um, will be opened uh, to help uh, facilitate social distancing, and last year one of the coolest things we saw was the Wallace Grandstands open Yeah, because uh, that track built... For the, f- for the first time. In 12, 13 years, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, The track built those to attract NASCAR Cup uh, because at the time you needed to you know, have like 100,000 in seats, and they were like, well, the main stretch is only like 55,000, so go build more grandstands. And they built them, and the NASCAR Cup Series never came, and they've just sat there. Uh, so IndyCar opened those up last year because it sold so well. This year they'll be used for increased Stuff. social distancing. Yep. Um, and that is great news to me, Tim. I think we're going to be there. Um, haven't heard back from my my guy at the track who gets us into said things, uh, but I haven't reached out either. But, uh, yeah, so that's great news. Um, yep. And worst-case scenario – We'll park the Marauder on the Mississippi because the track's right there. Tim, we'd have to <laughs> yeah. get off at the St. Louis docks in East St. Louis. So? Do you have any idea? Oh, how, who's going to rob this thing? You need a tetanus shot to look at it. They're not going to rob the Marauder. They're going to rob us when we're walking there. No, they're going to they're gonna see us get off the Marauder and think, wow, those two are morons. They don't have anything on them. And then they're going to think, all the better reason to jump them. They're two morons. What? They're two morons. They don't know what they're doing. You don't know the criminal mind. It's going to be great. You're gonna, we're going to have fun. Yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. All right? We're going to be fine. Yeah, just walking through East St. Louis, a place where the cops tell you at like 10 p.m., like, what are you doing stopping for gas here? Get out. <laughs> no, go run the red light. Get out of here. <laughs> That's not a joke. They will do that. Yeah, that does happen, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome uh, to St. Louis, where we shoot each other for fun. It's East St. Louis. It's Illinois' problem. It's really Chicago's fault. <laughs> 
No, it's our fault. It's it's Illinois. It's Illinois. That is Chicago's fault. All right. But we can blame Tim. Quick aside here. Okay. All right. Dark. Let's hear me out. All right. East St. Louis, um, not the greatest area, right? Right. I'm not disagreeing. I, I would say that that is one of the larger stains on our city in terms of like our reputation being sullied. Right. Is the dangerous I don't know, area of North St. Louis. North St. Louis did a pretty good job in the news. But nobody ever talks about North St. Louis. They always That's talk all they about talk East about. St. Louis. They always talk about North St. Louis. But hear me out, all right? Let's let's say they're let's Ferguson say, riots. Ferguson riots. Let's say they're fifty fifty. One one like fifty fifty. This is equal blame. All right. We can get rid of fifty percent of our blame if we just blame the Outlap F one podcast up in Chicago. If we if we say that they're directly responsible for East St. Louis. Actually, you know what? I think 100% of people in East St. Louis are Outlap F1 podcasts. I think podcast they are, fans. I think they are too. I think that. Why? Because think, they're their governors. That's right. right. Think about it. They're, yeah. they're the people who control East St. Louis. Exactly. So it's the Outlap guy's fault. Yeah. And all Cub fans. All Cub they fans. They are all Cub fans. Can we throw Blackhawk fans in there too? Absolutely. Absolutely. They so. absolutely are. That's what I heard. That's what, yeah. Many people are telling me. While we're at it, Chicago Fire suck too. <laughs> 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 but seriously, Cubs suck. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, the uh, the IndyCar schedule that change just came today. I got the email confirming it today. And uh, of course, this comes as Portland and Laguna Seca have been canceled. Probably not the best idea for IndyCar to have to fly anywhere, or they're going to stay in the Midwest. That's what they're going to do. They're going to continue to stay in the Midwest this entire season, mm-hmm. and they're going to do as many races as they can. Um, speaking of COVID measures in IndyCar. Let's move on to the Indy 500. This came out last week, but we recorded at a weird time last week, or you did, rather, I did, uh, yes. with Andy at the Outlap F1 podcast, who are definitely totally responsible for the plight of East St. Louis and the fall from grace that it had. But it was a Such good— Such a shame, but Andy's a good guy. I blame the other two. He is. Uh, yeah, I blame James and John as well. Anyway, but uh, so the Indy 500 guidelines just got not a little more strict— a lot, a more, lot more strict. Yeah, they got the kibosh put on them. Yeah, uh, so before the indie guidelines were, if you had tickets in groups, your groups would be cut down to 50% size, so you're running 50% capacity, which is still like 150 to 200,000 people. Um, the track offered people refund, or they didn't offer refunds. They offered kind of move your tickets to next year or get credits. And they now say that they're running at 25% capacity, which is still actually 80,000, 60 to 80,000 people. Um, as Roger Pinsky puts it, that's a Super Bowl crowd, quote unquote. But uh, the measures are going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, temperatures will be taken as you enter the track, um, they will hand you masks. You're expected to wear a mask at all times. They will hand you masks if you don't have it. All food will basically be pre-wrapped so you don't get, you know, any, like, hot dogs, you know, the the chicken sandwiches that they have there. Um, None of that. Uh, What else? Uh, Lines will be reduced. They're reworking the entire place to do lines. The infield will be way more restricted, which is interesting for me because that's where I usually sit. Um, And they, they say... That according to all local guidelines, national guidelines, they name names basically, that they think they can make this happen. I don't know. Tim, what are your feelings? Because to me, um, as much as you can do in positive to make a race like this happen, it's still sixty to eighty thousand people. It's still huge. Yeah. It is massive. 
I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. Yeah, I, I think there'll be more, more of a tightening. Happening. I don't. I don't think this would even get this far if it was under the old Holman family and not Roger Penske. But Penske is a stalwart leader, and he does not kid around when it comes to putting races on. Um, I should mention I do have my ticket for that. Um, there you go. I I am undecided on if I'll go. I it's I got basically a lawn seat, so it was like forty bucks. So if I'm out, I said I didn't want a ticket for next year in exchange. So I'm just going to eat that forty bucks if I don't feel comfortable going. But that's a that's a game day decision for me. Um, Closer to time. Yeah, because I don't know where we're going to be at that point uh, in terms of either safety. Also, if I can be super selfish, Tim, um, mental health is a thing, too. Um, we're, I am not used to not having been at a sports event in this long, uh, especially as somebody who works in the industry. Yep. Um, I might need that just for a happy day for me. And I get it. I get that. Um, you know... I think if we want to park up the Motorsport Marauder for a second, I do think mental health is going to be a real problem moving forward. I do too. For a lot of people because of the pandemic and everything that's been happening. And I think that everybody needs to take the long view if you can and think about everything will return to us once we get away to control the virus. You can't blame each other. You can't blame, you know, your leaders and stuff like that. We all need to take a different mindset instead of thinking about how inconvenient it is, and it is really hard for everybody. I've been replaying old ball games, yeah, just to, and old old races as if they were new. I've been looking, I've been going through 2012 and 2013 on uh, F1 TV Pro just to watch something and act like it's happening live. You need to find a different way to, you know, appeal to that side of yourself. And for motorsport fans, for Fans of sport, period. It's it's really really tough, but I think we all need to dig deep, or else the consequences are going to be catastrophic. I think so too. I think the second, you know, if we let's actually let's let's talk about this for a little bit because this is something I, I've talked about with friends here, and Tim, I don't think we're out of stories. Uh, we have one more story. Is all we, we have. We have so. one more, yeah. But um, I think one of the biggest problems we're going to find here is the second wave of COVID, quote unquote. Um, is actually going to be a mental mental health thing. Yep. Um, because I think as humans, you know, we're designed, you know, biologically to crave interaction with people in some way, shape, or form. We're designed to, you know, get endorphins from things. So you and I, it would be sports, right? Um, and I think that when you take away a lot of, like, the Band-Aids of interaction with people at work when you take away the band-aids of eating out with friends when you take away the band-aids of sports um you kind of end up looking at your life and being like i spent a lot of time doing that and now my life doesn't have as much and i i think that there is going to be a a second wave of mental health following that um so i just encourage people to kind of try and live your life as best you can right now and really appreciate what you can do when it gets back because we will get back to a standard you know way of dealing with things right you yeah there will be some semblance of there will be something very close to what we used to know as normal right and everyone i think needs to be very aware of their mental health and pay more attention to it because it's going to sneak up on you right and and the other thing too is is like 
don't try and replace what you had with just cruising online all day, right? Because yeah. that is terrible for your mental health too. I, I've I've made the statement. I'm not sure on this show, but I've made the statement before. I think social media has been a net negative for humanity, right? And yeah. that is going to be very damaging to you guys, to you, me as well. Is if you just you know try and replace human interaction with social media. But I I think I think though that we talked the other week about like enjoying every sandwich, right? Yep. And that should be our theme song for this year. It <laughs> should be right because like I. As a sports fan, right, it, baseball is – they're they're bungling it. There's no other way to put it, right? So if you're a European, um, baseball, the MLB decided that basically instead of, like, playing in a bubble, um, like – Just the, like the motorsport right now is traveling – F1 is traveling around the world in a bubble. Right. Baseball is traveling from every individual city to city. So the Cardinals played three games in St. Louis. Now they're going to go over. I'm not sure who they play next, but Minnesota. They're, yeah, they're going to travel to Minnesota, fly or take the team bus there, stay at a hotel, play in front of no fans. And there are measures they're doing, but then they're going to fly to like Pittsburgh, right? And then they're going to fly back to. And today, um, or yesterday, four Marlins players tested positive. They have 30 people on their roster. Today, an additional 12 and a few staff members tested positive, right? And that's— 40% of the on-field—of the on-field—well, on-site staff, Yeah, 40% have tested positive Yeah, in the span of a couple of days. And that's canceled other games, too, because the teams that they were playing have now been exposed to people we know have COVID-19. And it hurt—it hit me the other day when I was watching the Cardinals lose to the Pirates on— You mean yesterday? Yes, yes, literally yesterday. Um, that I just appreciate the fact that baseball is on and I need to enjoy that sandwich. Because the same thing can happen to Formula One very yep. easily, especially yep. especially with a bubble, is once that bubble breaks, you all interact with each other quite a bit. And and that'll be it, and that's all the enjoyment we'll get for this year. Right. So, yeah, enjoy every sandwich. I think, uh, you know, Warren Zevon's... Uh, Poor, poor, pitiful me song should be our kind of our anthem for the year. Uh, if anybody doesn't know that song, I highly recommend now, it. Now, if you want to talk about actual piracy, we could play it on here right now, but I'm not going to be a real pirate. Carry on. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I. in all seriousness, we need to find the humor, find an extra bit of patience with each other, and realize that these things might go away. Mm-hmm. because they're not being handled all well. You know, NBA seems to be doing it right, where they are a bubble. They are doing it in a hub. NHL is doing the exact same thing, and it seems to be working really well as well. And Formula One kind of had the the market cornered on that straight up in the beginning because they said in the beginning, we're going to make an ecosystem, and no one's going to be able allowed to go away. And, you know, that kind of stuff. That's why Valtteri Bottas almost got in trouble. Uh, for going back to Monaco and going home, they're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to stay with us. You're part of the carnival now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I want to emphasize that while you and I aren't jazzed on Silverstone all the time, Silverstone, you got to watch everything, right? You, um, look, okay, full disclosure, all right, free practice one or free practice, yeah, free practice one when it's on at like 3 a.m. in the morning here. Luke ain't watching free practice one. Luke will watch a recap. Uh until 2020 when my alarm goes off and I'm like, free practice one, let's go. <laughs> right? 
It makes you enjoy everything a little bit more. It does. It yeah. does. And I think that that is going to be key moving forward. Um, I just, I, I hope, I hope that we can get some semblance of like this season in. Um, we actually, we actually just added three uh, races to the calendar, so we'll, we've pushed above eleven now. I think. Uh, what was it? it? Was Nurburgring, Portimao, and uh, Imola? Imola. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Imola, the infamous track that took the life of Ayrton Senna, will be back. Uh, the Nurburgring uh, will be back, which is a favorite track of mine and Luke's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of want them to go nuts and let them do the whole thing, but that's not <laughs> going to happen. They wouldn't make a single lap. They wouldn't make one, no, but hey, let me dream, Luke. Doggone it. <laughs> that, that, there's your race. Who gets furthest into the lap? <laughs> <laughs> Who gets furthest into the lap? And you could introduce refueling. That's basically that's basically what an endurance race is, right? Yeah. Who gets yeah. lo- who gets furthest? It's not who crosses the line; it's who gets furthest. That's right. And make it make it an endurance race where you, you're challenged to complete one lap. Twenty four hours of the Nurburgring. God, just shoot me in the face. That would be, <laughs> That'd be so hard. Holy cow! Difficult. The Nurburgring is such a technical course. Mm-hmm. Even um, even the GP circuit that oh, Formula yeah. One's using is why I like it. It's not the fastest. All right, it's not the most spectacular for overtaking, right? But it is so technical; it'll eat you alive. If you miss it, you're in the wall. Yeah, it's over. Like, forget about it. Uh, forget about forget it. Forget about it. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I'm excited about them. I'm excited about the three. Um, as long as we don't go back to Paul Ricard or Sochi again, I'm happy. Which uh, I'm pretty sure. Please not a so- Sochi is going is going fourth. Um, yeah, but, but not Paul a Ricard is canceled. From what I know. Thank you, God. Um, at least, but I, yeah, at least uh, 2020 sparing me. We that. talked about Imola, the infamous course where uh, Rubens Bar- or Rubens Barrichello, Rubens Barrichello Fernando, Fernando Alonso lost his life. Rubens Barrichello. He got, did wreck earlier yeah, that weekend. We'll talk and about he that. Tweaked his neck. Yeah, and we'll talk about him because he's. Uh, is he in the news? Is he the one who crashed the McLaren Senna? Anyway, um, I'll get to that later. But uh, Imola is a fun track. I want to see how a modern F1 car goes around there. It's a really quick track. Yeah. Uh, brutally quick. Lots of elevation changes. And Portimao, uh, or the Circuit Algarve, if I have my names correct, um, looks like a very fun track, too. It's, it's it does. It's very elevation changey. Yeah. It looks like what Catalonia should have been if it was good. I'm excited. I am it should be. It should be a lot of fun. And we can pitch up the Motorsport Marauder right there. It'll there you go. Is Algarve on the coast? I have no idea. I don't either. Okay. Well, we'll we'll take we'll take the Algarve River. I didn't <laughs> I didn't even get our passports, bro. So <laughs> I asked you this earlier if you got my pa- if you got our passports. I, and I told and you, you like, no, it's not very piratey. And then you told me we weren't pirates and no, we you left. said you didn't have the passports to get in. You didn't say you didn't pack them. I didn't pack them at all, no. How are we getting back to St. Louis? We'll figure it out. It'll be fun. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Amos will talk us out of it. I'm going to be an illegal immigrant into the country that I live. <laughs> Bruh, Europe already already pushed us out. It doesn't really matter. We're Americans anyway. Oh We're on gosh. the lamb, buddy. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Have you ever seen The Terminal with, with Tom Hanks? That is our life now. It'll be fine. Tom Hanks is a great guy. You want to live in freaking Charles de Gaulle for the rest of your life? Well, hey, it's better than America right now where we're all getting sick. Actually, wait, we can't even live in Charles de Gaulle because it's not on the coast. <laughs> you want to live in only the Amsterdam docks for the rest of your life. No, Actually, and that's, before, that sounds- before you say you can't go into Amsterdam, all right? So the red light district is 
off the table. So are all the lovely coffee slash weed shops. All right, that's all off the table. You just but have Luke, to sit on the docks. I did pack binoculars. Sitting. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, <laughs> did you? <laughs> I can't believe. <sighs> so, it's gonna be so, a blast. Stop well, fretting. We'll figure it out. So we're gonna be illegal. It's so, be great. So you're 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 telling me that I am an expat that owes its allegiance. I have no nation. I have no home. You're a man right? of no nation. That's correct. I'm a I'm a peeping tom. Yep. All right. And I have to just sit near cargo ships the rest of my life. It's one cargo ship. Doing, okay. doing it's a, zero illegal... It's a fishing boat, first of all. It looks kind of like an oil tanker, but it's a, just a bigger fishing boat. That's all it is. I'd say it's a trawler. Eh, you know. It, it's good. But it's a fishing boat. That's how they classified it. That's how the... the that's, what nice, the deed, that's what the deed says. Correct. That so is what you're, the deed you're, says. So you're saying you're a pirate, but you still bought the deed to it. Of course. I'm a legit pirate. This is privateer. <laughs> a, legit, this is a legitimately <laughs> bad pirate. This is privateer if I've ever heard it. Jack Sparrow stuff. Uh, it's going to be great. Tim, before I strangle you, you want to talk about something fun? Yes. NASCAR. NASCAR has a very fun race coming up, and the drivers are about to lose it at NASCAR itself. So, Can't wait. So, Tim, one of our favorite circuits in North America, in the world, is Daytona. Yes. Not the Oval. No. The Roval. Yes. Which is actually a fairly stupid, challenging course to drive in a GT and prototype spec car. It's getting it right. Right. That's the hardest part. It's a very simple design, but it's very hard to keep to get right on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that in IMSA cars that are literally built for the 24 of Daytona. Yep. Uh, much like IndyCar is built for Indianapolis, and they just adapt it to other tracks, it IMSA builds for Daytona, and they're like, eh, we, I guess we can race at Watkins Glen, too. Um, NASCAR decided that, hey, Watkins Glen can't have a race this year. So we're going to race on the Daytona road course. And the drivers said, we're going to what? <laughs> it's going to be a blast. So NASCAR's are the aerodynamic equivalent of driving a UPS truck at 150 miles an hour. They're flying bricks. Yep. They don't even... No brakes. The engineers think about aerodynamics. Um, they're not designed by anybody who knows what air is. No. <laughs> and they say they do wind tunnel testing. They're dirty, rotten liars. <laughs> they saw wind tunnel testing. The, the turbulence they... coming off these cars might as well freaking tear the fans out. They, My God. Had, they had appointments at the air, at the wind tunnel, and all they did was pitch up with 60-pack of beer and kick back and watch the what, football game. What That's they, what they did. What they did was they rolled up, watched the football game, but they also brought those little, like, Hot Wheel NASCAR, you know, die casts. Oh, yeah. And they just put those in front of the massive... Uh, Fan. The massive fan, and they're just like, oh, look at it go. <laughs> Chuck, oh, you must have got 40 feet off that one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they aren't aerodynamically good. But they are stupid high horsepower. Stupid Hilarious. high horsepower. Spectacularly high. You know what that's not good for? Turning. Road courses in general. Yes, turning anything resembling not going on the Daytona road course. I think it's going to be amazing, and I cannot wait. Let me make it a little more amazing for you. Please. All right. Um, I'm not sure about the statistics of, first off, all of the minor series are going to race there, too. So the, I don't want to call them minor, but the other series are going to race there. So the, the trucks, uh, Xfinity, the 
Arca series, which is a bunch of teenagers who don't know how to slap on, do accelerate into crashes. They're all racing there. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's going to be chaos. But at least the cup drivers, the cup drivers don't know what they're doing. 11 of them out of the 40, out of the field of 40, 11 of them have ever driven the Daytona road course. And they drove that primarily in the 24 hours of Daytona where they're driving a, you know, GT prototype or a GT Mustang or a GT Corvette or a prototype that's built for the track. That experience is worth nothing. None. <laughs> None whatsoever. No. It's going to be spectacular. So I'm going to paint you a picture. Please. Um, 40 cars lined up. None of them have ever, no, every one of them has basically done, you know, three laps of qualification. Because did I mention that they're not going to be able to do practices beforehand? Yes. Yeah. So no practices beforehand. 40 guys line up. They've only done two laps. And they all have to figure out how to accelerate from the front stretch of Daytona straight down into a 180-degree turn. That, by the way, tightens on the outside, so there's really only, like, one line through it. Um, one line on the exit, I should say. Um, they're all going to have to slam on the brakes in cars that can't brake, make a turn in cars that can't turn, when three-quarters of them have only taken that corner basically twice. And they're going to have to do that Again and again and again. And I cannot wait. This is going this to be. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be pure the, carnage. It's going to be so chaotic. It is. They're going to have to put much bigger brakes on those cars. They they are. And I cannot wait because then it's just going to completely change the balance. It's going to completely change the way they drive, and they're going to have no practice. No practice at all. So, uh, Arca drivers, uh, by the way, uh, this is like the minorest series. It's like where you kind of get your start into the NASCAR circuit. Um, they're infamous for when cars wreck ahead of them, every one of them thinks that they can accelerate through the crash or they slam on the brakes way too late because they see it way too late. And they all watch some stupid stock car racing movie when they were kids and they all think they can do it. They all think they can accelerate through it. Many of them do go on to good NASCAR careers, but they're kids. Um, yep. I want you to picture the wreck that's going to happen in turn one, uh, as that happens in, in Arca, all right? Now, the infield rejoins right, you know, right there at turn one, right? So it rejoins right where it left. Yeah. How many Arca drivers are going to skip the infield portion entirely on the first few laps and just accelerate straight through? Most. Probably. <laughs> and at that point, what do you do? At that um, point, what do you do? Do you give them a lap penalty and say that lap doesn't count? Maybe. We're gonna find out. It's going Who to knows? Be chaos. It's gonna be complete chaos. Here's the here's the other thing. I think we should do an over under as to the percentage of the field that finishes each, the race. No, that wrecks. Oh, that wrecks. Yeah, I'm gonna say 85. You're gonna say 85. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know what? We're, we'll we'll write this down. All right. Let's let's write this down. Uh, let's. Let me let me grab it. Let me grab a writing utensil. Yeah, with my bad arm. Did I'm we, sorry. Did I'm sorry, Luke. Did you that? have a question? Thank you. You're welcome. You. Yeah, we did mention that. Also, <laughs> thanks to you and Brad Thompson, do you see what who signed my cast? Do you see what, what they wrote on my cast? <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Read it Read it for the listener. It, it reads, yes, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke is is uh, making a hand gesture that means something profane. I'm going for first is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's do let, impromptu here uh, again, guys. This is the slowest week. Tim, is this legitimately? I say this is the slowest week. Do you agree? I think this is slower than any off season week we've had. No, we had some pretty abysmal off season weeks, but but off season weeks we prepped for though. Correct. Like we we had stories that we knew we were going to cover, kind of historical things. But yeah, yeah, we had an off season program where we wanted to cover historical things. We wanted to go through. The history of some stuff, and we're going to do that again next off season, uh, which Tim's might act- be next week. Yeah, I was going to say Tim's actually uh, uh, prepping for a lot of that, and I can't wait to see what he has. Yeah, I'm really excited because uh, my my main thing is stories behind people, and I think that there are going to be some characters that I can uh, shed light on in the world of motorsport who are going to be absolutely fascinating. More stories like Luke and I talked about with the uh, stock car dipped in acid. Or, you know, something crazy like that. Just some really cool off-the-wall stories. But um, Anyway, but, uh, yeah, you we have an off-season program, though. But usually but yeah, when this, it's week-to-week, week, we just wait for the, nor- the stories to roll around, and yeah, they always do. They always do, but I, d- I don't think that this – there were some slower weeks where we were like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Well, let's do this. Yeah. And this week where it's like, well, we're, well shoot, we're mid-season. Yeah, I, better, this is as slow as it's ever been mid-season. Mid-season, yeah, this is pretty slow. But uh, I think it'll be just fine. I think I'm excited. Be, I think we'll be just fine, too. So yeah. I have I have uh, Luke and Tim. Do you want to do percentage crashed out or percentage that finished? Percentage that crashed, not crashed out, crashed. Or uh, Let's just do percentage that DNFs. Okay. DNFs as a whole, Got because it. then we'd have to go through and be like, well, he DNFed because of the brake yeah. failure. DNF period, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because we don't want to do, well, his brakes failed, but he didn't crash. <laughs> it's like, yeah, shut up. Um, I'm going to say 65% and over. In the Okay, in the cup, you want to do cup uh, Xfinity in ARCA? Yes. Okay, so you're doing cup first, right? Yep. So you're doing, six, I'll put 65.5%, that way... It's over 65%, and I think it can end up being 65 Okay. Um, it can be multiples of 5, I believe, because it's 40 racers. No, it can be multiples of 2.5 because it's 40 racers. All right. Oh, my God. I don't care. Shut up, Tim. I like math. <laughs> you know, for somebody who hates numbers, you sure are eager to work on mechanical things on this boat. <clears throat> oh, please. I'm just fa- figuring out what's wrong with it. You'll be fine. You'll get home at some point. What size wrench did you use back there? The one that fit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right, so uh, percentage that crashed, he says 65.5. I'm going to go, I'll go like 64.5, so I'm just under you. So I'll take the under and you'll take the over. Cool. The cups, all right? All right. 64.5% trucks. I'll take first guess on the trucks. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go... Let's see, what would that be? I think I think I'm going to go sixty-six percent because there's usually in a high thirties number of trucks. I think that's uh, I think I think you'll see Carnage. Carnage. And I think I will take the under. You'll take the under? Yep. So you'll take under. Um do you want to skip Xfinity and just go straight to Arca? Because to me, trucks in Xfinity are yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Arca. <laughs> 80. 80? 80. 80. I, I, I agree with that assessment, but I'm well, going to Just ta- circle it, and we'll do both. And if we're both right, then I'll, hey, I'll take the under Yahtzee. just because there's more space in the under. <laughs> All right, so one Coward. of us 
one of us is going to um one of us is going to win and lose each Yeah, cuz there's there's three rounds here. Yep. Um so we have to devise a punishment. We'll do that before next week. Yep. But Tim, I think that's everything we have and we actually filled an entire hour with our goofy shenanigans with no material. <laughs> no material, goofy shenanigans, but hey, Luke, we launched our showboat for the next year. Okay, you say showboat here. We're going to pitch up at Monaco in this thing. Again, it's the seaward, and I, I don't want to refer no, to it. No, it's the motorsport marauder. I don't want to refer to it as a, but that's basically what it is. Oh my god, you had to play do the wordplay thing to make it sound awful. I, th- it's a decent fishing boat. We're gonna have fun. It's not even a. All right, I it's have worse. all. Is, I have all the tetanus shots for you. Trash. It is a. It'll be great. This is gonna be fun. I have all the tetanus shots for you, just in case you inevitably get a sh- get cut with some rusty stuff. Inevitably? Yes. Tim, you haven't showed me my quarters yet. Now, <laughs> no, I haven't. We'll, we'll save that. It's not good. It's not good, bud. You can actually see the ocean through the hull. The hole? Yep. You mean window? <laughs> no, I don't. There is a hole in the hull. <laughs> but you're going to be hulled because I'm getting you some drinks just to make it okay. <laughs> oh, poor Luke. This is going to be rough, everybody. If you can send some thoughts and prayers to poor Luke as we're in the middle of the Atlantic, pow, are not powering. I don't I don't have the engine going yet. <laughs> but eventually we will be uh, chugging toward Silverstone. It'll be great. Say some prayers for him. He'll make it, I promise. I would I would say send me some things, but we don't have an address, Tim. <laughs> He's only pigeon or something. Get a drone. They got they got range these days. Maybe Amos can, can yeah, take some. Yeah, Amos shot. can go. Amos, Amos the parrot. Yeah, sure. What do you think, Amos? Well put. Good talk, buddy. Well put. Well put. Good talk. Good talk. All right. But with that, I've been Tim. I've been Luke. See you guys next week. 